This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the old The Pain Podcast. Monday, October 16th. 2023 and the Joe Benigno to Paint Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tire, and of course uh, by our friends at DraftKings. Uh, before we get into just a uh, outstanding, what an evening last night at the uh, MetLife Stadium. I, I just want to say before we get into the game and the unbelievable win against the Eagles, I want to thank everybody uh, that uh, came on Friday night to the. Podcast, live podcast with Fireman Ed. It was tremendous. Great job by Ed and everybody that came. So we want to thank everybody uh, that showed up on Friday night. We will let you know when the next live podcast will be. Probably sometime before Thanksgiving, we will let you know. All right. I tell you what, Jet fans, we waited a long time for the win that we had last night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Not only that we had never beaten them 0-12 in the history of our franchise, but this was a season-changing win. You know, if last week in Denver was the game that kind of saved our season as we went in there at 1-3 and three and got the job done, well, yesterday announced that even without Aaron Rodgers, this is a football team to be reckoned with. This is a team that can certainly make the playoffs. You know, I think everybody, I think a lot of people out there, you know, with Rodgers healthy, I was saying 4-2 and two going into the bye. But a lot of people were saying, you know, even with Rodgers, get to 3-3 three and three going into the bye week, and we're in very good shape. Well, here we are without Rodgers, 3-3 three and three into the bye week. We got wins over Josh Allen and the Bills. We got wins over Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, we played uh, Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes right to the nub. You got to be happy with what you see from this football team and this defense because this defense now, is starting to round into the kind of defense that, you know, DJ Reed, before the season started, he's talking about the 85 Bears. Well, I don't know about the 85 Bears, but this defense is starting to round into one of the big time, if not the best defense in the NFL, certainly in the conversation. And for how long did we talk about, you know, if you're going to be a big time defense, you got to do two things. You got to hit the quarterback, you got to go after the quarterback, and you got to take the ball away. And that's what this defense has been doing. They forced nine turnovers now in the last three games. They went, they, they, they were after Jalen Hurts all night last night. I know Hurts did a great job getting away from the pressure many times, but they were after him all night long. Four turnovers last night by the Eagles. Three interceptions Hurts threw, of course, the big one to Tony Adams at the end of the game that set up the game-winning touchdown by Brees Hall. And, you know, I, I tell you what, I thought the Eagles made a mistake letting the Jets score there, to be very honest with you, you know? Because, you know, a lot of people said, hey, shouldn't have scored. Well, you know what? That that turned out to be good because the Eagles had to go all the way for had, – had to score a touchdown to win the game. If the Jets had settled for a field goal there to make it 15-14, you know, maybe the Eagles had no timeouts, but they would have had time to come down and only kick a field goal to win the game. So, you know, the Eagles made a mistake letting the Jets score there. They get the two-point conversion – 
and uh, the defense stops him on that last series after they took the 20-14 to 14 lead. This was unbe- I, I, unbelievable, this win last night. And where do we start? This team goes into this game without Source Gardner, without DJ Reed, a banged-up secondary, you know, guys like Craig James playing in the secondary, you know, these kind of guys. Uh, this other guy, what's his name, Hayes or whatever his name was, number 27. These guys play tremendous. Bryce Hall with another interception after he had the game-sealing touchdown last week in Denver with that fumble recovery. Tony Adams, obviously, with the play of the game to set up the game-winning touchdown. They were after Hurts all night long. How good is Jermaine Johnson? How good has this guy become number 11 as a pass rusher? Twice in the game, I mean, he was after Hurts all night long, and twice in the game he forced turnovers, twice hitting Hurts' arm uh, that turned into interceptions. The first one by Quinn and Williams that kind of, you know, got knocked up in the air and picked off by Williams. And then, of course, the one later on by Bryce Hall, which, again, he got Hurts on as he threw it. It was kind of a pop-up. Hall intercepted it. Unbelievable. Jermaine Johnson, how good is this guy? Bryce Huff, how good is he going after the quarterback now? Uh, Quincy Williams, right now the best linebacker in football. Is there really any debate about that? And the first time in, I think it's 15 years, that two brothers on the same team both got turnovers. Quinton Williams with the interception, Quincy Williams with the fumble recovery. And had he picked up that fumble clean, he might have took it to the house. They also had a chance at another. Quincy had a chance at another pick uh, or, you know, in the game that he didn't come up with. But just, just unbelievable. You can't say enough. You can't say enough about this defense. This defense is now playing the way big-time defenses play going after the quarterback, taking the football away. Unbelievable. Just a, just an unbelievable at, uh, night last night at MetLife Stadium. And look, the offense, I'll say this. You know, we can get on Zach Wilson. He got sacked five times in a game. This team continues to have all kinds of problems putting the ball in the end zone. Um, no question about that. But say this about Zach. No turnovers. No turnovers. I mean, to me, that's the bottom line. You know, if the Jets aren't going to turn the ball over on offense, even if they're having trouble scoring in the red zone, and the defense is going to take the ball away four times, the Jets are going to win basically every time. So, I, I you know, say whatever you want about Zach. Uh, I didn't think he played great last night. I didn't think he played terrible. He made some good throws. Like I said, he was under pressure a number of times. That one sequence, and I thought this was, was interesting in the game. There was a play with the Jets in the red zone where they tried to bootleg with Zach. He bootlegged to the left, and there was a scene, a, a scene Reddick right in his face to sack him. Later on in the game, similar play, he had the defender right in his face and somehow got the ball away to Tyler Conklin for a big first down. So I think Zach's starting to show, you know, he's starting to show you something a little bit, no doubt about it. I mean, look, is, the, is he still a work in progress? Of course. But he's not turning the ball over. He's only thrown one interception now in the last three games. And like I said, you know, the Jets forced nine turnovers in the last three games. They've only turned it over once. So, well, actually, I guess they turned it over twice last week in Denver on a couple fumbles. But uh, but nevertheless, they're winning the turnover battle. And that's, you know, one of the big keys. And to win this game without Gardner and DJ Reed, just uh, absolutely unbelievable. And look, they had to overcome a bunch of things in this game. Another brutal roughing the passer call on Quinn and Williams. Uh, that terrible call on what really was, to me, at that point, the biggest play in the game. They get a free play 
with the Eagles offside, they're deep in, in uh, Philadelphia territory. You know, Zach recognizes the free play, takes his time, hits Garrett Wilson over the middle, and then that block, by that, that blindside block call on Alan Lazard. I mean, come on. I mean, the defender looked like he was turned around on the play. And then this crazy rule, which I never knew. I guess this, this has just started this year, where all of a sudden I thought at the very least it was going to be offsetting penalties, right? Philly's offside, you know, the uh, illegal block on Lazard. And I guess they got a new rule now that because it's basically a dead play with the offsides, that the personal foul trumps the offsides penalty. And the Jets got, you know, they wound up, you know, going back 20 yards on a play. And that took them out of, uh, you know, certainly out of field goal range and out of any shot to maybe put the ball in the end zone. And I thought that was the biggest play in the game at that point. And I thought it was a terrible call on Lazard. And the fans reacted accordingly. I I even saw a bottle come out of the stands, just like the old days. You know, you thought maybe it was Shea Stadium. And let's be honest, we've had enough of getting hosed by the referees. I mean, you know, we could talk about the Kansas City game. You know, uh, we could talk about all the roughing the passes. Just think about this, Jet fans. The Jets have not got a and, – and again yesterday, early in the game, we saw Wilson get hit in the face and no call. No call. You have to go back to December of 2021. That's the, against Miami. That's the last time the Jets got a roughing the passer call go their way. That's unfreaking believable I mean, no other way to say it. So the Jets overcame the Eagles. The Jets overcame the injuries. The Jets overcame the officials again, as we've seen over – and over again with this football team. But this was, uh, what else can you say? What a tremendous win. Uh, Solid game for Garrett Wilson. He looked like he got banged up. He went out of the game. Uh, He was limping a little bit. He had a big game, eight eight catches for 90 yards. I think he had 12 targets in the game. The tight ends again, there was that big pass. Ruckert caught a big pass in this game. Conklin was solid again. Um, You know, Brees Hall probably didn't give him the ball enough, right? They only gave him 12 carries in this game. I know Philadelphia is terrific against the run. They came into the game number one against the run in the NFL, but only the 12 carries. He did have some nice plays, though. How about throwing him the ball a little more? They had that one shovel pass to Brees for like 10 yards in the first down. He caught another pass out of the backfield when he did some damage on. I mean, we got to get this guy to ball more. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Now, my one big critique is some of the play calling by Hackett really got to me, and I thought this spot was really where it ticked me off the most. We're down 7-3. You get that interception by Quinn and Williams. You set up on the Eagle 45-yard line. This begs, begs for taking a shot in the end zone. Begs for you to throw the ball deep to Wilson or whoever, take a shot down the field after that, after you get a big turnover. And Hackett calls this ridiculous pitch to Reese Hall, and he loses three yards. Well, it was a horrible call. I couldn't believe that call. I mean, that call, that was the worst call of the game, buddy. I mean, I couldn't believe Hackett made that call. You got to take a shot down the field there after you get a big turnover. And, of course, the Jets get nothing out of it. You know, they basically go three and, all, three and out. And I believe the Eagles came back down and scored the touchdown to make it 14-3 at that point. But then again, after that, the defense took over. The Jets outscored the Eagles 17-0 after being down 14-3. Um, just, you know. Just unbelievable. I, I I don't know what to say. I'm 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 delirious here now. If you're a Jet fan, you're delirious. I'm still foggy from last night. My voice is not not what it needs to be. But how about this defense, right? They shut the Eagles out in the second half. 
They have allowed, the Jet defense this year has allowed, think about this, one touchdown in the second half all year, and that was against Denver last week. And part of the reason they scored that touchdown, the Broncos, was another bogus roughing the passer call last week on Bryce Huff. And by the way, how good is Bryce Huff? How good is he? Talk about, get, you know, him and Jermaine Johnson getting after the quarterback. How about those guys? And we even saw a lot of bl- the Jets blitzed yesterday. We saw that last week in Denver, too, at the end of the game. Quincy Williams with the blitz that, you know, obviously uh, forced that turnover by Russell Wilson that sealed the win as Bryce Hall took it to the house uh, in Denver. But, I mean, they're actually blitzing. But Johnson and Huff specifically really getting after the quarterback. And think about this, Jet fans. How good was this draft two years ago? I mean, think about it. Think about it. In the same draft, right? Uh, you got you to, you know, you, you got to like almost like you, you, you're, you're delirious when you think about this. In the same draft, the Jets get Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson, and Brees Hall. What? Think about that. That, that we, we may look down the road that this is the best draft the Jets ever had. Think about it. Let me reel it off again. Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall. How good is that group? Oh, my God. I'm, I, I can't, I mean, for all the horrific drafts that the Jets have had over the years, okay, for all the brutal, you know, from Johnny Lamb Jones to Blair Thomas to Vernon Goldstein to Calvin Pryor to Dee Milner, you know, the Christian Hackenberg, we could go down the line all, you know, for, right, who? All the brutal, brutal, you know, draft choices, first, second round, Chase Amaro in the second round, I mean, we could go on and on. All the brutal draft choices the Jets have had going back all all the history of this franchise, we may look back one day at this draft like, wow, like, are you kidding me? Like, we may have Hall of Fame players in this draft as we go forward. It's a long way to get to that, but, boy, that draft is really, really looking unbelievable right now by Joe Douglas. And, you know, what else can you say? I mean, I, I look, there's no reason this team can't make the playoffs now. And you almost kind of wish that the bye wasn't when it is because this team is rolling now. Two straight wins, uh, the defense playing great. I will say this, though. You know, we are banged up here a little bit. I mean, we lost Joe Tipman in this game. Uh, uh, I guess the coach said that Tipman's going to be out a while. So that's a hit on the offensive line. Of course, we're ready down Vera Tucker as well in this game, uh, as well so far this year as he's out for the year. You know, and Source is banged up, and Reed is banged up. So at least it gives them another week <clears throat> to get ready as we prepare to play the Giants uh, coming up on October 29th. And I'll tell you right now, look, the Giants probably should have won last night against Buffalo. Uh, there were some questionable play calls, some questionable decisions at the end of the half and at the end of the game by Tyrod Taylor and by Brian Dable as they lose 14-9 to to the Bills. The Bills were right for the taking last night. You know, let's be honest, the Giants probably should have won that game. but you know, the Jets can't lose to the Giants when they play them on October 29th. I mean, you got to beat them. And I'll tell you right now, I hope the Giants beat Washington this week so they're not going into that game at, at one and six. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, the bye, yeah, maybe you want to play next week with the momentum going the way it is right now for this for this team. But uh, it is a pot, you know, it is the chance now uh, for them to get healthy. There's no doubt about it. And like I said, you know, say whatever you want about Zach Wilson, but he's not turning the football over. And that's one of the big keys to them winning. And I'll tell you, I want to I give another guy credit. How about the kicker? How about Greg Zerline? 
He's five for five last week against Denver. And I know he wasn't kicking 60 yard field goals, but five for five against Denver, four for four yesterday, right? I mean, this guy's been money. He's in nine straight field goals he's made. Where would they be without him with the struggles that the Jets have had in the red zone? And remember, yesterday the Eagles missed a big field goal at 14 12. They missed a big field goal in this game. That was another big point in the game. So, you know, let's give Greg Zerline some credit, man. He's been tremendous. Nine field goals over the last two weeks. Like I said, where the hell would we be without him with the way the Jets have struggled in the red zone offensively? So uh, let's give him some credit, too. He's been, you know, absolutely outstanding. It's been a long time since we had as reliable a kicker as we have right now in Greg Vileg Zerline. All right. <laughs> Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Let's get the sponsors in here again. Tremendous night last Friday night at the Hackensack Brewing Company with Fireman Ed. I uh, was tailgating yesterday, uh, along with my good buddy, Kenny Spar- Scarabaggio, who was ready. Kenny, by the way, let me just say this. Kenny was ready to take out all the Eagle fans after the game. And, and, and I, I know Kenny loves it. He was ready to take, take them all out. I got to tell you right now, all right, the Eagle fans, and there was a lot of them there yesterday. I was sitting next to one Eagle fan who actually was a very nice guy. I mean, he even kind of said, you know, on the Lazard uh, penalty on the, uh, you know, uh, illegal block there that was uh, such a big play in the game that it was probably a bad call, so I give him credit for that. But most of the Eagle fans were there. You could not be more obnoxious than they are. I mean, you got to give me a break. What the hell is your beef? You're five and one. You went to the Super Bowl last year. You know, you won the Super Bowl, what, three, four years ago, whatever it was now, when they beat the Patriots, what was it, 20, uh, 2017? 2017, after the 2017 season. What's, your, what's the problem? You're one of the best teams in football. But we kicked you in the ass yesterday. We smacked you and your coach who I can't stand. You know, Nick Sirianni, right? <laughs> like, this guy is exactly like the fans. He's obnoxious. He's a, he comes off as a complete asshole. And it, was, and it was great kicking him in the ass. I can tell you that. But these Eagle fans, oh, my God. Like I tell you, I thought Kenny was going after him in the park a lot. I had to restrain him a little bit. You know, thank God Kenny's not, you know, 30 years old anymore. He would have been taking on the whole crowd of them. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they are an obnoxious bunch. But anyway, getting back getting back to the brewing company. Again, I want to thank everybody that came uh, to see uh, myself and Fireman Ed on Friday night. Like I said, I had a great time at the tailgate before the game yesterday with Ed and everybody. Uh, his wife, his whole family was tremendous. And you know the story. Ten minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Who Needs a House out in Hackensack, New Jersey. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. The great Mike Jones, TJ Herb, Andre, the whole the whole group over there. What a great job. We thank them uh, for all the support we've had from them. And like I said, we'll let you know when the next live podcast will be, probably sometime before Thanksgiving. And it uh, looks like probably JJ wants to come back my buddy John Jastrzemski, uh, to do that one. So uh, we'll see whether or not, uh, what what exact date that'll be and probably be with JJ. Uh, we also, of course, uh, I need a discount tie. I want to thank everybody over there. Uh, Ari, of course, my great son, Johnny. Tough loss for his Saints yesterday as they lose to the up-and-coming Texans. How about the Houston Texans who were 3-3? Three and three? D'Amico Ryans doing a great job. They look like they got a quarterback in C.J. Stroud uh, as they beat the Saints yesterday 20-13. to 13. So Johnny. Probably not too thrilled the Saints sitting at three and three. But go see Ari. Go see Johnny. You need work done on your car. You need tires, whatever you need. You need your car inspected, uh, the place to go. and need a discount tire. 
Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Tell them uh, I sent you. And of course, last but certainly not least, our friends at DraftKings. Again, you want to bet football, DraftKings is the way to go. Uh, we could go on and on about that. They're the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, of course, they, we're counting down to Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet five bucks and get 200 in free bets instantly. Uh, no other way to go. Check it out. You can download the DraftKings Sports app. Use the code O to Pain. New customers can bet five dollars on on whatever they want, and uh, you know you're going to win uh, two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Check it out. The way to go. And remember, if you got a gambling problem, uh, you know what you got to do. Uh, call one eight hundred Gambler. Visit wwwsot one eight hundred Gambler dot net in New York. Call eight seven seven eight Hope NY. Text Hope NY four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problems gambling. You call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. And on behalf of the uh, football <laughs> Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus varies by jurisdiction. Void, of course, in Ontario, as I say, as everything is. <laughs> See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources, bonus bets, Expires seven days after issuance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast, still just basking in the glow of the tremendous win last night by the New York Jets over the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, how about the fact that Rodgers was there on the sideline last night and he's throwing the football? Is it possible? I don't even want to speculate on this, okay? Is it possible? that Rodgers could still play some point at the end of the year? And if they make the playoffs, that he could be in a play in a play? Is that possible? I mean, I don't know, but <clears throat> maybe it is. <clears throat> he's not. He wasn't on crutches on the sidelines. He's on the headset. He's certainly helping Zach. I mean, he's like another coach out there right now. <clears throat> but could you imagine if somehow, some way, Rodgers is able to come back and play before the year's over? And like I said, there's no reason this team can't make the playoffs. The schedule lightens up here. You got the Giants coming up. You got the Chargers coming up on a Monday night at home. Uh, you got the uh, the Raiders in Vegas. They're three and three. Beat the Patriots. How bad are the Patriots? How did we lose to them? I love it. I mean, you know, they're one in five. They're one of the worst teams in football right now. How the hell did we lose to New England? We should be sitting here at four and two. But look, uh, that was to me. I'll ch- I'm going to chalk that loss up to two things, right? The coaching staff, who I thought, and I'm sorry, coach, I thought the coaching staff coached scared in that Patriot game, and the and the quarterback played basically scared in that play, Patriot game, and they never really went after Mac Jones. They let him sit there all day to throw the ball. So I don't want to talk about that now, but we should have won that Patriot game. They stink. I mean, there's no other way to say it. But this Eagle win kind of negates that loss to New England. So, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Wouldn't that be crazy if somehow, some way, Rodgers could come back and play before the year's over. But, you know, right now, you know, Zach's doing what he has to do to win. And the bottom line to me with Zach, say whatever you want, you know, some of these sacks yesterday, maybe, you know, you should have threw the ball away. Whatever you want to say about him, he's not turning the ball over. And that's the biggest key. If they don't turn the ball over and they're going to force turnovers like they have on defense, this team's going to win a lot of football games. So uh, unbelievable. What, What a night last night and to me this is the best win the Jets have had since they beat the Patriots the next to last week of the season in overtime back in 2015 you know Fitzpatrick to uh, Eric Decker 
uh, in OT to win that game. That's the This is the biggest win since then. So it's basically eight years since we've had the kind of win that we had last night, since we had the kind of feeling walking out MetLife Stadium that we had last night after that win over Philadelphia. Just un-freaking-believable. I, I, what else can I say? I'm just – I'm really delirious. Anyway, you know, I got to talk a little about the Giant game last night. I mean, they should have beat Buffalo. And then let's be honest about the Buffalo. How overrated is Buffalo? You know, they're another big bully team. You know, after the Jets beat them and they, you know, did what they did against Josh Allen and they've beaten them twice now in the last two years, probably should have won all three that they played against them, right? We know what happened in Buffalo last year with C.J. Mosley jumping offside, Mike White getting taken out by Milano and all of that. By the way, he's done for the year, Milano, as we know. He got caught off last week uh, in the uh, in that game that they lost in London to the Jaguars. But Buffalo, to me, the Giants should have beat them. I mean, you got to get a field goal at the end of the half, a terrible call. I don't know if it was Tyron Taylor, if it was Dable making that call at the end of the half where I guess guess he audibled. Instead of throwing a pass, he audibled to a run by Saquon Barkley. By the way, Barkley looked pretty damn good last night. Uh, rushed for 93 yards, really looked effective in the second half. but. That play call at the end of the first half, which cost the Giants a chance for three points. And then at the end of the game, they had their shot. It's 14 to nine. They're driving down the field. They get down. They get that play call, the last play of the game. They get that pass interference call against Waller in the end zone. Now they got one untimed down to either win the game or, you know, Buffalo's going to win. They got a, They got the ball on a one-yard line. And I tell you right now, I did not like the play call. I would have ran there. Two things I would have done. Either would have got Tyrod Taylor out of the pocket for some kind of run-pass option for him on the one-yard line, or I would have gave it to Barkley. I mean, the way Barkley was running and the offensive, the makeshift offensive line, they actually opened some holes for Barkley in this game. You know, uh, late in the, you know in the second half, I would have gave it to Barkley. Run the ball. You know, do what Ohio State did against Notre Dame in that game a few weeks ago. Last play of the game, they ran it in for the touchdown. I would have done that. I would have tried to run there. I, I didn't like the pass. And look, you know, uh, t- Taylor puts it up in the back of the end zone to Waller, and you could have made a case there that he got, you know, pass interference again. As a defensive back for Buffalo, kind of had a piece of the, you know, piece of the uniform there on Darren Waller. I I, I wasn't surprised. I, I didn't think they were going to call back-to-back uh, pass interference calls in the end zone. You know, they gave him one. They weren't going to give him another one. I did not like that play call. If I was Dable, I would have ran it. I would have gave it to Barkley up the middle, or I would have tried to get Taylor, you know, getting out of the pocket and either, like I said, you know, maybe bootleg it in or, you know, some kind of a run pass option. But I, I, I'm telling you, I, I just think Buffalo's vastly overrated. They are. They're another bully team. You know, they love to beat up people, you know, uh, like, the, you know, we saw when they were beating up the Raiders and they were beating up the Commanders and even when they beat up the Dolphins, right? But they're lucky they won last night, and they're lucky they're sitting there at four and two. So, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But the Giants, to me, uh, give them credit for playing a big time game. But there's uh, no medals for trying, especially in the NFL. That was a game last night that the uh, Giants should have won. And how about the Cleveland Browns yesterday? You know, I was sitting as we're at the game before game the game yesterday on the big screen. We're in the stadium and we're watching the end of the Cleveland San Francisco game. And, of course, the uh, Browns wind up winning it, 1917, not the uh, 49ers from the ranks of the unbeaten. Remember, the Niners missed, a uh, what was it, about a 42-yard field goal at the end 
that would have won the game. But Cleveland wins 19-17 without Deshaun Watson. And I, I, I turned to Kenny at that point and say, Kenny, this is a good omen, man. You know, there's two undefeated teams left coming into the game. San Francisco just lost. And I feel good that there'll be no undefeated teams at the end of the night. And, of course, it did work out that way. So give the Browns credit as, you know, the 49ers who look like a world beater all year long, like clearly the best team in the NFL. They didn't look that way yesterday. And Cleveland wins it without Deshaun Watson. That's a hell of a win for the Browns. And like I said, that was the omen as we went into our game that there will be no more undefeated teams after the uh, Jets got through with the Eagles. And that's the way uh, it played out yesterday. So the Dolphins won again. Another blowout win is they had played the lousy Carolina Panthers. They beat them 42-21 yesterday. So they're sitting atop of the division at 5-1. and one. Buffalo's 4-2. and two. The Jets are 3-3. Three and three. And the horrendous uh, New England Patriots are sitting there at 1-5. and five. Only one winless team left, and that's Carolina. They're sitting there at 0-6, as I said, as they got blown out uh, by the Miami Dolphins again yesterday. So crazy week in the NFL. Crazy, 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 crazy. And you just never know. But if you're a Jet fan sitting there right now, man, you are absolutely thrilled as the Jets are sitting there at 3-3. Three and three. And they are in very, very good shape to make a run and make the playoffs this year. I mean, what else can you say? Got a good game tonight, the Cowboys and the Chargers. Uh, we'll see how that game plays out with um, Monday Night Football. What's the game Thursday? The Saints Thursday, right? Who to say? Was it Jacksonville? I think it's the Saints and the Jaguars coming up on Thursday on the, the, the Thursday night football game. But we get to, to, you know, to have to put our feet up at Jet fans next week and take it easy. And we can sit back next Sunday night after all the hatred we have of the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. We will all Jet fans will be rooting for Philadelphia on Sunday night when they take on the Dolphins in yeah. Philly. It's Saints <clears throat> yeah. Saints and the Jags Thursday. Yeah. We will all be pumped up for Eagles and the uh, Dolphins on Sunday night football and all us Jet fans and all the uh, hatred of the brutal Eagle fans and all of that, we will be rooting for them on Sunday night. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Everybody have a great week. Uh, check out, I'll have my, uh, my Biden numbers podcast. I'll be doing it on Wednesday. We'll unveil numbers 21 to 40 on that one. Have a great week. And uh, don't forget to catch me later on at four o'clock with Evan and Tiki all the love.